0: Hello and welcome to the Topical City podcast. I'm your host James and this week, as ever, I've got Richard and Cameron with me. How you doing boys? (laughs) Anyone? I'm I'm here by myself.
1: What is up, my boys? I'm fantastic. Thank you, James. How are you, mate?
0: I'm good, mate. I'm good. So you're not nursing a hangover?
1: Yeah, I'm very, very hungover still. So it's (laughs) one of them as well where it gets progressively worse throughout the day. So when you messaged about an hour ago saying, uh, should we do this in an hour? I was like, can I squeeze a nap in? Or should I just... <laughs> I didn't, I so we'll see how this goes.
2: Just nap now, we will have the same contribution.
0: Yeah, to be fair. I feel like you operate at your best when you're like, hung, hungover, mate, and struggling. You seem to rally a bit more. was oh, just anger. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Right, okay, so let's get straight in. We'll uh, do a review of the Norwich game. So this is the day after... I managed to get to the game, so we'll have a chat through that in a little bit. But firstly, I just want to know what your thoughts were on the lineup. How did you feel before the game, Cameron? I no, it was
2: what—it's a dead game, and it like you weren't expecting us to lose. The lineup looked
0: good, so it Pass wasn't it a was must-win for you then.
2: I mean, yeah, but no, <laughs> so, I did sit there, go, God, I, I hope this team can win this game. I saw people on um, Twitter saying it was the worst lineup you could have put out, and I'm like, how? What was so bad about it? It was all People right. Twitter are going to say that no matter <laughs> it what. Like it could,
1: yeah, it could be the best starting 11 possible for Manchester City and it'd get criticised on Twitter. Yeah,
0: fair enough. How do you feel about it, Richard?
1: Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I wasn't entirely sure who was going to be up front with both Torres and Jesus on. So yeah. I was a bit intrigued to see how that was going to pan out through the rest of the game. I was a bit disappointed not to see Zinchenko. Start. I really thought after Mendy's masterclass of mediocrity in the last game that Zinchenko was really going to shine in this, but no, didn't feature either. So not sure what the situation is there, but we'll find out if he uh, plays in the next game against Arsenal, maybe. I wonder if it's a fitness thing because he's just had a kid, are not he? Well, he didn't give birth himself, so presumably he's still
0: alive. Were were you there? Do you know that?
2: (laughs) He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't even there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. (laughs) Right, fair enough. Okay, so um, we've got quite a few goals to get through, so let's uh, start at the top. Goal number one, um, went down as an own goal, crossed from Gabriel Jesus. He had his uh, third assist of the game stolen off. Well, one of three stolen off him for this, but... um, Came from a fair bit of pressure and uh, Jesus dug a cross out, fired it across uh, the goal mouth and kind of lumbered in off. Was it Grant Hanley and then Tim specialist
2: It was Tim Krull.
0: Yeah. Um, so nice uh, early goal to settle the nerves. Did you think that uh, they had gone down as an own goal at first? I was in the stadium and you couldn't really tell.
2: You couldn't really tell at home either, I don't think. I think no? it was pretty, pretty much what happened there. But it was emblematic of what Norwich were going to be like for the rest of the day, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me, being a Norwich
0: fan yesterday, I wouldn't have wished it on anybody. We'll, we'll get on to that. <laughs> um, so then not long after, we had a second goal, uh, great three ball from Jesus uh, to uh, Torres, smashed it in their post, but it was disallowed very dubiously because of uh, a <laughs> Richard shaking his head. Uh, horrible, cynical foul by Bernardo Silva. Uh, Richard, I can see you bubbling there. What what are your feelings on this? He's got form
1: for it, doesn't he? Bernardo is just like a lethal assassin in these games. (laughs) What did you two think firstly? Did you think it was a foul even in the build-up before the goal went in? Did you think it was a foul then? or
2: When I saw it first time, I didn't think it was a foul and even second time. You can see his, his leg hooks behind Bernardo's leg, but at the same time, i I wouldn't have called it a foul. It, it just seemed to be a, a tangling of legs. And then maybe the ball should have just gone where it was going and it should have carried on. But James, yeah, what did it, you think in the ground, up. mate?
0: Honestly, mate, we didn't know what had happened. Um, didn't notice a foul beforehand, um, going in. He checked far. And then even when he like he kind of pointed after looking at the screen, I cheered. Because I thought he mm. he pointed to the center circle. Um Didn't know what had gone on. So I watched the highlights this morning and I must have had to rewind it four times to try and understand where there was a foul. And I think if it hadn't have led to a goal that I would never have been blown up as a foul. So why in this situation has it been? So in in the ground, are they not
1: showing the replays of what the referee can see?
0: So I heard they weren't supposed to. And then it showed it once very quickly. And it's like, you know, you have to spin that back a few times to see the finite bit where they, they touch legs. And there's no, you know, I sit in these stands. So I'm not close to a screen. I'm near the away fans. Um, so yeah, just, I couldn't see it close enough to understand what had gone on.
2: It took five or six, like back and forwards to even see the leg get hooked. Like, yes,
1: yeah, exactly. Well, when you watch the replay back, it, it looks like what the the foul's given for is Bernardo slightly catches his, the player's heel with his toe and then the player carries on for a good like uh, half a second, hits his own leg against <laughs> his right leg against his own left leg and then that's what sends him to the ground. And I just didn't... It was so, so soft. Um, and I'm on, right in thinking that they were supposed to be letting some of these go a little bit more. Like, it wasn't supposed to be as foully as it was in previous seasons, Mm -hmm. for the lack of a better word. Like, they were sort of allowing play to carry on a little bit more, not be a stop start, etc. So, I was at Anfield for the um, Liverpool-Burnley game, and there was two, watching it live in the stadium, there was two pretty certain fouls that took place quite early in the first half against Burnley. Um, by Liverpool players and one probably should have been a penalty just before the Jota goal But and the only re- justification for it not being was this idea that they're going to let things go a little bit more so how you can have that in one stadium at 12.30 kickoff but not have that at another stadium just down the road and a 3pm kickoff is just beyond me and it just goes back to what we've been saying on previous pods is that the implementation of VAR just seems to be different depending on the referee or the ground or the day or conveniently if it's Manchester City that's playing. Like, it just feels to me like the aura of when Manchester City play is that, especially if you play a bit of a shit team like Norwich, is let's give them every available opportunity that they can to get back in the game. Like, oh, 2-0 down after 10 minutes or whatever it was, this is going to be too much. Like, if we've got an opportunity to rule this out, let's do it. It seems like that the justification is more from that incentive of making the game more competitive than actually following the rules and judging things for what they should be? Like, is it a foul? Is it offside? Is it not? I mean, is that too conspiracy theory or is it?
2: Well, you're a safe fan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what,
2: what are we supposed to do? I, I I'm think... just
1: saying that there's a hashtag agenda, guys. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> it, it was more. I was more aggrieved because it was Torres that scored as well. Yeah, and it was a I fucking kind of good goal, him. right? I wanted him to shut people up, and it seems it, scoring, you know, does that for a little bit, and then they chart it off, and it's like, oh well, get fucked. Then uh, it it was really soft, I, and I, I'm of the side where I can 10 percent see why they gave it, but at the same time, why? No, definitely not.
0: Yeah, I, it was incredibly soft, and the goal shouldn't have been ruled out. Um, on your conspiracy point, Richard. I want to agree with you but well, I, do, agree. <laughs> I don't have a wide enough perspective I don't watch 90 minutes of every other team every week to be able to say this is something that just happens to City um, and there are times when we do get away with stuff you know I? I, I, do, I, I do think there's something I do feel like there's a bit of an agenda sometimes but with my rational head I don't have enough I don't have a wide enough case study to be able to fundamentally you know hit the nail on the head and say, yes, this is definitely my feelings
1: on it. I think just going to a few different games across a few different stadiums in the last couple of weeks, it just feels like, I don't know if it's because my, um, what's the word, my bias for being the Manchester City fan, like, affects me a bit more when I'm at the Etihad. But it just seems like other refereeing decisions have favoured a bit more fairly towards, like, the home team in these other games like the Chelsea game at Palace the Tottenham game um, against City Liverpool against Burnley um, on Saturday like it just feels like the you don't get as wound up about refereeing decisions from a home fans perspective in those grounds as much as I do seem to get wound up by the Etihad so mm. I, I guess on the implementation of VAR we'll just see how that kind of pans out over the course of the season but I don't think it's off to a great start already yeah
0: I actually thought there was one, I can't remember which goal it was now, but it was one of the Jay's use assists, which I thought it was going to get called back for offside. And having quickly looked at the replay on, on the highlights, I, I, I could have seen... It was seen, really
1: close, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's anyway. that
1: thick lines thing now. But yeah. I just knew that, look, City win 5-0 and I'm going to spend the majority of my time talking about <laughs> a massively negative point. So let's put that to bed and move on.
0: Just blame the hangover. Um, I, w- <laughs> I will move on to uh, goal number two. Uh, £100 million in the making. Beautiful piece of skill from our star man, the next David Beckham. Um, debut goal for Jack Grealish. Our home debut goal for Jack Grealish. How did he manage to pull that off like Zidane levels, right?
2: He didn't know about it, did he? <laughs> of
0: course, he didn't.
2: <laughs> he didn't was, he, the, the best part about it was he was getting in that position that Asane would be in, or Asane yeah, would be in. Um, and that's all you need to do. Like I saw in the game today, the Arsenal Chelsea game, literally before I left, Tierney put a wonder of a cross into the box and there was no Arsenal players in the box waiting for it. They were all like 10, 15 yards behind the pace. And that's what was annoying about City. Like last season as well, they'd do these crosses and then everybody would be behind the ball. So to have both Torres and Grealish on the last man waiting for a ball to come in, please let it be that way for the rest of the season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't let it just be a, a one-off thing because you don't always need to do a great finish sometimes you just need to get your fucking knee in the way Uh, and you know if we say like we'll have a million pounds a goal he's only got to get 99 more don't he
1: (laughs) you think if he doesn't have those big muscular legs then the ball doesn't bounce off quite as much (laughs) skims over his knee (laughs)
2: Yeah. Oh, if only I'd worked these calves.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: if it's Mares, the ball breaks his leg and just yeah. out, out of play
0: <laughs> Well chicken legs yeah. <laughs> I love I love how he celebrated like he just banged it top ends as well like arms open like the Messiah running into the crowd you're going to mm. see that
2: celebration with the figures in the ears constantly for the rest yeah. of the
0: game it's going to yeah, be yeah, for it's going gonna, gonna to be his thing um We'll talk about the system in a little bit, but just, just moving on with the goals. Uh, gone goal number three was Laporte. Uh, he came from a corner. He kind of glanced it with his head and there's a bit of a mix-up in the box and he, he put it in right-footed. Um, I'd like to give him credit for the goal, but once again, he did that stupid fucking dance move, so he's not getting it for me. So, <laughs> it has gone down as an own goal as far as I'm concerned. They didn't it it was our
2: match of the day, you know. I don't think because <laughs> nice he told you too long to do it this time. Uh, it was funny that goal because um, our stream was like not stream. Sorry, the the way that we were watching the game. Perfectly. You
0: mean you're perfectly paid for like, a yeah, Legal in way.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, I, I flew to Abu Dhabi and watched it on on the <laughs> <being> uh, Sports. <laughs> so it was funny because we were three minutes behind and it said Laporte had scored from a corner. And I was like, he fucking didn't because we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like waiting for him to do it. And I was like, oh, no, he didn't. No, he, he got it from a rebound. It's not the same thing. So, yeah, <laughs> we, still, we still got that not scoring from a corner thing up and running. So that's good.
1: It was like a mirror image of a John Stones goal from last season, like almost exactly down like the ball scrambles around, uh, ping-pongs around the box a little bit and then just lands. And do you remember Stones taps it in, I think even with his left foot then, so it was his weaker foot just right mm. into the back corner. So it was uh, nice to see that too. A silky finish. Yeah.
0: And then on to goal number four, which is uh, tapping at the far post uh, for Sterling. How important was it for him to get an early goal this season, considering he's a bit up and down with uh, confidence?
1: To be I honest, I haven't work. even thought about that. Like I've not um, because he had such a good tournament for England in the Euros, I'd kind of not even thought that his confidence might be down for City. But when I was at the Spurs game last week, a lot of the fans around us that the City fans that you could hear were very very down on Sterling, suggesting Mm -hmm. that he seems to turn it out for England every time that he plays lately, but doesn't for City. So I think it's it's good for him more from I guess from a fan's perspective to see that. Yeah, yeah, he can still come on and, and bang in those goals. And I think he's more than likely going to be a main
2: starter in more of the important games going forward this season, undoubtedly. Well, I, I like the idea that, again, the, when he scores the most goals, it's when he's he, he's a tapping <laughs> When He's he got he, he a couple of wonder goals every now and then. But when he scores the most goals, it's him getting on the edge of a cross from the other side of the box. So I really like the idea of Grealish being able to stay wide and Sterling being able to cut in and get to that far post off a cross. And I think maybe you will see more goals from him if we can do that. Uh, but at the same time, he's prone to scoring a goal every six games and, and disappearing for five of them. So I think we, it's too early to say. I think I think it, if, if he gets a few goals in the next few games, then I think we're a bit... He's in a better place, but at the moment, one tap in is not.
1: Yeah. This definitely goal. won't harm him, though, will it? Oh, no, 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 no.
0: No, not at all. Um, goal number five was... Uh, oh, sorry, before
2: we, before we go off goal four, I just want to mention, because he's he, he was integral to two of the goals, Kyle Walker was absolutely immense. Yesterday. Yeah, yes. Like, for the second and the fourth goal, I don't even know if you guys saw it, he played the exact same pass to Jesus twice. like On the inside like, channel. The inside channel straight through to Jesus for the same goal
1: yeah. And if he can be picking out them pre-assists this season
2: like that consistently. And, and even going back, Like he, he was absolutely imperious. Uh, it, honestly and truly, apart from Diaz, he's probably our best defender. And even sometimes he might run him close because he's honestly just so good. I, I, I Ever since like midway through last season, I don't think he's put a foot wrong.
0: I don't know if I'd say he's our, one of our best. I wouldn't say he's in our top two defenders. I'd say he's in our top two most important defenders because of his speed. But I think Laporte's a better defender than him, and Stones arguably. But Walker's speed—he's a bigger asset. Does that make sense? Mm.
2: Those two pre-assists, like clockwork,
0: exactly.
2: Yeah. they're exactly the same, and they
0: were mm-hmm. absolutely
2: brilliant. He just needed the recognition, I think.
0: Before we uh, get onto the actual assists, uh, last goal was uh, Mares. Here's an assist, but the beautiful ball over the top from Diaz. Mares beats the offside trap. Traps it perfectly and just pings it off the post. Very satisfying goal. Um especially for me. Cam, yeah, I'm gonna say, Cam, you got a point for that, didn't you?
2: I did, yeah. I just I a it. little ding in there. Mm. Didn't even uh, <laughs> didn't even get started, it still came on and scored. <laughs> you know.
0: So yeah, it was good to um sort of spread the goals out a little bit amongst the team, but the real star of the show, we saved until the end, was Gabriel Jesus. He got robbed of two of them but he set up four goals yesterday in a position that he's barely played for, for City and God knows all that. Especially
2: right wing. Yeah, he never plays right wing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So he got the assist for the own goal, so obviously it doesn't count. He got the assist for the disallowed goal, obviously it doesn't count, and then he assisted Grealish and Sterling, and they were pretty much identical crosses every time. He had their left back on toast, didn't know which way he was going, and he'd just hammer a ball across the face of the box. And I don't know where the he was doing that really well on Norwich which just completely woeful but it worked and you know it seems to be working for him and giving him a lot of satisfaction and confidence do you think that's somewhere where we'll see him play a lot more this season?
1: I know that it's definitely where I want to see him play more <laughs> Yeah. whether that'll consistently happen I think we're pretty overloaded in the wingers department right? I mean even if especially if Bernardo stays like even he can play there as well so I'm not sure it's something that we'll see from him maybe consistently, but it's it's good to have that option. Like on Match of the Day, they were super down on um, Norwich's defense, just fall into Jesus' trick every time. But I honestly mm-hmm. think that they probably practiced for Barres or Torres or someone being on that side and then cutting inside because they always yeah. seem to be positioned to try and deal with that rather than deal with... Um, the Centurions version of City where they're going to have someone on the right actually make it to the pile line and cut a ball like uh, really hard across the face of goal in, that anything can happen and, and that was pretty much all of the goals so I'd say that they were a bit down on Norwich but then obviously that fifth goal happens and <laughs> the guy just stands there and lets <laughs> Paris, like take over so yeah they Tim were. Kroll wasn't happy was he? Uh, if Jesus can play there and come up against defenders that literally don't have a fucking clue how, on how to defend week in and
2: week out, then I think he's going to have a good season. You're right in that we definitely set up that way because Grealish was trying to do the same, like get to the byline, yeah. cut it back. So if that is the tactic for this season, I'm all for it. I'm sick of the cutting inside. at Sterling and Mares going for shot. If, if we're back to just passing it across the face of goal and tapping it in, I am 100% here for it. <laughs> it's nice to know we've got that option. They did revert
1: back to that with Sterling and Mares coming yeah. on, didn't they? That they were on their usual, like Sterling on the left, Mares on the right. So, um, you know, I don't I think it's good to have that option on another way to break down defenses because we can't be having that shoulder height crosses into the box like against Spurs all the fucking time, not hitting anybody. So just Jesus twatting it across the face of goal, hoping that it ricochets off a muscular thigh into the back of the net, I'm, I'm all for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the thing to think about as well with this is that he's one of the three players that supposedly want to leave. Uh, so it's him, Bernardo and Laporte and all three of them I thought were actually excellent.
1: Shop window, yesterday. right?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I've seen a few people say this, but he genuinely, like if you watched them celebrating, he genuinely seemed like delighted and it wasn't just a like job done or you know, I've impressed whoever wants to buy me. They seemed delighted and they're all hugging and stuff. I mean, you can read too much in stuff, can't you? Um, and I also saw on Twitter that David Mooney, I think it was David Mooney, put something up about um, laporte had kind of as the as the match had finished and the players were going to the tunnel, Laporte dragged the back out to go and clap the fans and you know give them a bit of an ovation, Um, which I've not really seen too much of that leadership side of Laporte. And if he really wants to leave that much, would well, he have done that? Who knows? Speaking of leadership,
2: by the way, I, I could be completely wrong with this, but from what I was watching yesterday, it looked like when... Because Gundot was captain, right?
0: Yeah.
2: It looked like when he went off, he gave the captaincy to Grealish.
0: No, it was Sterling. Because
2: Grealish gave something to Sterling as he was going off and Sterling was coming on. Oh, oh, around that point.
0: I just saw Sterling with the arm, I
2: He had it by the end. But Grealish gave him something. It, I don't know. It might not have been it. could have been something I completely missed. And maybe somebody could say But it looked like Grealish had the captaincy for about 10 minutes or between the time that Gundot went off and Sterling came on. It'd be surprised it? wouldn't
1: yeah. it? Yeah, because yeah. it, it tends yeah. to all be about seniority, doesn't it, at City? so
0: Well, they, vo- they vote for there. a leadership group, don't they, every year? And they wait until the window closes to do that vote. Because in theory, an England captain might be walking through the door and that might... Have a say in it. Oh, um, that'd
1: be so fucking shit if that, that lispy boy. cunt gets in the team <laughs> and the first thing they do is hand him the captaincy <laughs> as well. No, Ruben, please. He's yeah, got to Reuben. earn that 150 million fee and then he can maybe have the armband. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can tell you're on over today. Jeez. Right, before we move on from Norwich, just a quick thought on our fallen opponent. Where yeah, how did Amy
1: Adams do? How did you here, do, uh, how did
2: <laughs> like, fancy boy sure do, could- mate? It was absolutely shocking the whole time. But they all were. Like I, I they couldn't string two passes together. I don't know what it was. Like it was so bad, I couldn't tell whether we were good. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, it, it felt like we were, but it, it could have entirely just been that it might have been the worst performance I've ever seen a team come to City and do. <laughs> like we beat we beaten teams nine-nil, do you know what I mean? That they, they couldn't string any passes together at Tim Krull kept kicking it out. And it, it, if I was an Norwich fan and that's the rest of the season for me, you're going down. There's absolutely no chance that you're staying up if you're going to play like that.
1: A so. couple of more results like that, and he won't be managing that team, I don't think. I know that they kept him on through the poor form when they went down the last time, but that was with aim of coming like back up again, which they did. But you can't just allow results like that to happen you know, consistently through a season, they won't want to finish rock bottom of the league like they did the last time they were up.
0: I listened to a couple of football podcasts over the weekend. And I think there's two. One might have been Main Road Ramble. One might have been a generic Sky Sports one where they were discussing Norwich and they had like the Norwich journalist on for it. Um, And supposedly he's so loved by the club. He's Farker, isn't it? Yeah, Daniel yeah. Um to the point where he's so safe, and they the, they understand the bigger picture of what he can do for him. And I mean, it's only it might be a lot of rubbish, but supposedly that that's the vibe of him at Norwich. And also, they've had City and Liverpool as the first two games. Like if they can now find their groove a little bit, you might see a different Norwich. They've kind of got two of the toughest games out of the way already.
2: To to do a classic topical city podcast move and ve incredibly on tangent. I was saying the other day we were watching the Liverpool Burnley game, and I was saying that I, you can't continue to be safe with a manager because case in point Burnley. Yeah, it's great. Sean Dyche has kept you up for eight years, and you you've had the same core players for about eight years. But if you're a if you've got any ambition. You can't be safe with a manager. Do you know what I mean? Like if they if they can't prove that they're going to take you to the next level, surely you've got to take that risk.
1: And ultimately, so football you know. fans
2: are quite fickle, aren't they?
1: Like even if he's beloved, there a couple of more five 0 losses throughout the season, and you
2: know he might not be as beloved anymore. I'm not saying pull a Crystal Palace and sack him after four again. when when it's not going on, like like give him time. But like you say, like Fark has been there for for three or four years now. Daesh has been there for eight years and they always finish below 10th and get no exciting signings and nothing ever happens. So I think there's loyalty and then there's sticking with mediocrity. So I don't know, that there's there's something to be commended by sticking with your manager, but at the same time, if you don't, you can't be sticking with that if
1: it carries on a manager getting sacked after four games kind of nearly leads us into who we're going to be playing next week as well right
0: (laughs) (laughs) if only that was the next section Um, but we will we will uh, move on from Norwich there and we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with our mystery game you're listening to the Topical City podcast disagree with anything you've heard don't forget to let the Etty lads know at Topical City pod on Twitter Hello, welcome back to Topical City Podcast. We are back with our mystery game. This week it is um, one that I've developed. No one's ever made this game before. No one's copyrighted this. Don't come at me. This is Man City. Who am I? So um, each of the guys will take a turn to pick from the three players that I've got here. And I've got some facts about each of the players. Um, and they've all played for City at some point. And effectively, if they guess who the player is on the first clue, they get five points, second clue four points, etc. Um, so they'll both have a go each, and then there's a decider if it's needed. So who wants to go first? Should we do a coin flip?
1: Flip that
2: coin. Tails never it's fails. Tails, tails. tails never tails. fails. It's tails. It's heads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cheating. I promise. <laughs>
0: it's heads, right? Okay. So, can pick number one, two, or three. Three. Okay. So, I've got five facts about this player. There's one really obvious one. I know the others are fairly hard. So, pick a pick between number one and five, and I'll give you that fact about three
2: him. never fails. Three never one, fails. One,
0: two, three. Right. So. I've never scored a Premier League goal despite playing 146 games.
2: Richard Dunn? Nope. That's a good guess, though. He's probably played more, (laughs) to be honest. He's probably played more than that.
0: And surely Richard Dunn scored in the Premier League.
2: Own goals, yeah.
0: Yeah, own goals. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so pick another number.
2: Is is it Richard's goal now?
0: No, so it's just you for this player. Okay. You've got one, two, four or five. Two. I've played for 10 clubs in my career and represented England four times.
2: I want to say Fabian Delft, but I feel like he has done a goal. But the smile on James's face also makes me want to say Fabian Delft.
0: Just so you know, you get one guess each round, so you're doing right so far. (laughs) Is that your guess?
2: No, no, not yet. Let me think. So 10 clubs, 146 games. Is that for City? 146 games. No. Just Premier League games. Yes. All right. He's played more than that, I would say. Um, I think I've got a good guess,
1: and it's Fabian Delph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm after to well, I, I'm cam.
2: thinking of, I'm thinking of like a left back or a centre back, or I, I will say Fabian Delph.
0: No. Yeah. So you've got one, four or five. Five, baby. I am a goalkeeper.
1: Wow. So it's not so that surprising so he's not scored a goal, really, is it? <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, what, I am a goalkeeper. round the fucking houses? I am a goalkeeper. I've never scored a Premier League goal despite playing 146 games. And I've played for 10 clubs in my career and represented England four times. <sighs> he's played for City?
2: What would be Javid James? Because he's played for England way more than that. Don't, Nicky, we never played for England. Carl and Ash never played for England. Um... We had David Stephen and Pierce and David Stephen <laughs> played loads for England.
0: We have to push you.
2: Yeah. I don't know. But I'm gonna to have to say Nicky Weaver and think maybe he played for England games that i never thought.
0: <laughs> Incorrect. So you've got two left. You have got one or four. Nicky
1: Weaver would never have had that many clubs either, would he? he was like Mister Manchester City. He might have yeah. popped
2: around the bottom leagues. You know what I mean? At the end. Yeah. Um, go with one.
0: You've just dodged the easy, like the obvious one, all the way through this. <laughs> Uh, so this is uh, I came through the Leeds United Academy and made my debut against Man United in 2004 an English keeper. yep this is very upsetting I'm going to give you a countdown
2: he played for Leeds United I don't fucking know Carlo Nash
0: nope see so a last clue yeah for it's one it's point apparent. yeah for one point I hold a trophy that no one else in my squad has won that's the easy clue. I
2: don't think I'm going to get it. There's a countdown. Do you know it? Richard, Three, you know it? two, one. You got yes, a guess? I got, no, I got nothing.
1: No, nope. I guess I would have guessed. Do, wait, do I get a guess? Oh wait, oh, no, wait. Can I guess?
0: Can I guess now? Can I have a guess? I mean, I got more the than the ten seconds clock for clock the other ones. I, I did count down,
2: but I got more than ten seconds for all the other guesses.
1: Just say the See, name.
2: Scott
0: Carson. Correct. Hey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the comments. <laughs> so you got one for that.
2: <laughs> What's right. the trophies one? Inter-Toto Cup or something? The Champions League. Uh, was it um, Liverpool, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that was the easy clue. <laughs> well, because he's the only one in the squad that's won it. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Mate, um, you've got a Scott Carson poster on your wall in that flat,
2: and you're telling me you don't <laughs> know
1: his life history.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's so on my like,
2: wall. I definitely,
0: I, I definitely know where it is. <laughs> right, Richard, number one or yes. number
1: two? Um, I'll go for number two, please, James. He's
2: 100% ne-
0: going
2: to get the easy clues. I nearly said the name straight away.
1: <laughs> right, i pick uh, number one to five. Uh, I'll go for number two, please, James.
0: I scored in my last game for City and in the Premier League whilst wearing the captain's armband.
1: Vincent Company?
0: Nope.
2: All right. Okay. It's not as one, easy as you think, is it, Mr. Smirk? One,
0: nope. three, four, or five.
1: I'll go for number one.
0: I made 611 appearances in the Premier League.
1: He made 611 appearances in the Premier League and captained City on the last know, day and scored a goal. I know what my
2: guess is. I know what my guess is.
0: Yes. Sergio Aguero. So, three, four or five? Three. I left my boyhood club in 2001 for an £11 million transfer fee. Ooh, crikey. Do you want me to recap those three answers? Yes, please. So, I left my boyhood club in 2001 for an £11 million transfer fee. Mm -hmm. I made 611 appearances in the Premier League and I scored in my last game for City and in the Premier League, that was the same game, whilst wearing the captain's armband.
2: I think I've got two, and I'm stuck between the two.
1: Um, So 2001, oh, my mind's just completely blank.
2: And To be honest, um, that, that year has put me more towards one than the other.
1: I'm going to push you.
2: Sean Wright Phillips?
1: No. There's nowhere near enough games. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll go for question five this time
0: five i've won the premier league the champions league the europa league the fa cup yeah. and the intertoto cup in my yeah. career yep
1: yeah. no it is jesus fucking christ who ended the career at city like that cam is it is it painstakingly obvious
0: i wouldn't
2: say that there's what there's one thing that has jumped out to me that, that i feel like it, it narrows it down a lot if you really have to push you. it. No, I'll
0: um,
1: I'll forgo a guess there. I'll I'll take the last question. Can I have a recap? If Richard,
0: if Richard don't get yeah. it, do I do I get a guess? No, but it means the third one will be for both of you. Um, the third player. So to recap, I made six hundred and eleven appearances in the Premier League. I scored in my last game for City and in the Premier League whilst wearing the captain's armband. I left my boyhood club in two thousand and one for an eleven million pound transfer fee. I won the Premier League, the Champions League, the Europa League, the FA Cup and the Intertoto Cup. And lastly, I come from a rich footballing family. Let,
2: let me give
0: you a... Don't help ig- him.
2: Don't help him. I'm being a nice guy. Ignore the captaincy thing. Ignore the city captaincy thing. Right, 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 right. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help you.
1: It comes from a rich footballing family. Go. Um, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to say Robbie Fowler.
2: Nope. It's my boy, my second favorite non-City football player, who was a City football player for a year. Fat Frank Lampard. Oh,
1: yep. uh, right. Yeah, of course. West Ham to Chelsea. Yeah, the yeah, thing,
2: The thing that jumped out at me was the amount of appearances is almost a record, like 611 appearances. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's what I was that's thinking. Highest, well. but, but I think- that's why
2: the captaincy would have put me well off because I was like... He, Was he? It must have been the the idea
1: that he made a lot of those appearances for City. Yeah.
0: yeah. Whereas, why why do you think I phrased them this way? Yeah, yeah. And also, we won a Champions League, so (laughs) that narrowed it down again. Um, Right. So, as things stand, Cam's got a point; Richard hasn't got any. So, I can leave it there, or we can play for the third player. You both get a guess each clue, and it's winner takes all. I'll
1: let Cameron decide what he wants to do since he's currently in front.
2: Do I want to win? <laughs> or do I want to carry on? To be honest... You're going to win regardless, aren't you? So. The first um, section of the podcast was a lot shorter than usual, I think. So I'm happy to go with the third one, if you are.
0: Right. Okay. So I'll just choose the order in which he's out. Do we have Both. to shout at the same time or is there a, a, an order with uh, no so Cam you go first because you're winning okay right so um, I've made 190 club appearances so far in my career scoring 13 goals Cam you got a guess
2: it's too little for Foden surely um, 190 scoring 13 goals it's got to be somebody young I'll go with Ferran
0: nope Richard?
1: Leroy Sane? No.
0: Number two, I scored in my last game for my previous club whilst wearing the captain's armband. Richard?
1: I scored my last game for a previous club while I scored wearing in the my last
0: club. game for my previous club whilst wearing the captain's armband. I know, I'm guessing.
1: Fabian Delph?
0: No. Cam?
2: Is it? Is it Big Ruben? It is. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's the only it's player. 13 goals. Of. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's good. He's the only yeah. player I could think of that would have been a captain. On that few appearances, that's quite mm-hmm. wrong He's the only one I could think of that would have even remotely been a captain.
0: Yeah. The other clues were I made my Premier League debut against Leeds, I scored an own goal at Euro twenty twenty, and I became the first player in my position to win the Football Writers Award, Footballer of the Year, since Steve Nicol in the 89 season. <laughs> Well, wow. so there we go that is the end of Mystery Game week two I enjoyed oh. that one i would do that one again yeah all right, that. it was alright that just took me all day to research no no biggie um, <laughs> so well done Cam you get a point now, we'll be back after this I, break with our before last before we go section. on break can I just oh, say
2: I think that means that I'm top of the league for like the first time ever
0: well we'll have to yes. sort that out <laughs> right we'll be back after this with our last bit bye right. <laughs> it's not
1: the end of the podcast yet Cameron
2: bye. bye
0: we may be fans of the best team in the land and all the world but sometimes life isn't always great for everyone you can make life a little bit better for someone else by donating to your local food bank
2: visit MCFC Food Bank on Twitter for more information and for their GoFundMe link
0: right ready for section three
1: recording in progress
0: (laughs) is the recording in progress yeah
1: mate i think the recording's in progress
0: right okay good to know hi
2: hi everybody (laughs) sunji hi there (laughs) welcome back
0: i just realized did i not start the podcast with sunji hi
2: Maybe not. You never do, though.
0: You always yeah, we always reasons. seem
1: to say "Sunji Bai and never "Sunji High," like the yeah. accurate pun. <laughs>
0: anyway. And we're back with our part three of this week's Topical City podcast, and we're going to be previewing the coming up... Ar- I'll start that again. Fucking <laughs> up. The coming up... Ar- <laughs> <laughs> and we're back with section three of the Topical City podcast this week, and uh, we're looking at Arsenal. Uh, we're playing them next Saturday in the early kickoff. And uh, they've had a bit of a torrid start to the season. They lost 2 0 to Brentford on the opening day. And I, I caught the highlights of that, and they just looked like a bunch of kids to me. Smith were looked good, but they just seemed to be like headless chickens. Um, so they lost to Brentford. We're recording just after them losing to Chelsea. So that means what they've not scored a goal yet this season and two 2 0 losses. And they've had issues with Lacazette and Aubameyang supposedly being out for COVID, but there's been rumours around that. I know Aubameyang played a bit against Chelsea. Yeah, they're not looking great at the minute. What do you think, Cam?
2: Yeah, they aren't looking great, but also they're playing us. Um, And I'm forever... It's just one of those things, like they're they're one of them clubs that can always do something. Even if they look like they're down when they come and play us, they can do something. So... (laughs) It's it's that weird position where I'm not worried, and also it could very well be that typical say, twenty shots on target, no nothing to show for it by the end sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But they really haven't looked good, like especially because it's weird because there was that start just before the Brentford game where they would have been third in the table if it had started at Christmas um, and doing really well, and then they've just not translated it overall. Um, for the start of the season. Because Brentford, you think, would be a layup when you just come up and you've got all your new players in and you're raring a goal. Chelsea, you can understand them losing to, especially now that Lukaku's turned up.
1: It seems from the outside looking in like there's something seriously, seriously wrong at that club, though. Like, if you think back to all the problems that they had with Otsel, just... um, He was outcasted from... Wenger's team, then Emery's team, then Arteta's team. And it just seems like the exact same thing's happening now with Lacazette and Aubameyang. Like, Aubameyang only just signed a contract extension last season, right? Had a good start to the season and then faded away as soon as he signed Mm -hmm. that contract. It just seems like there's a malaise at that club where, does anybody care? Like, does anybody care about the club that they're playing for, their history, (laughs) the badge that they're playing for, the fans? You've got Xhaka, the captain, who didn't give a shit about the fans booing him. (laughs) Like, (laughs) sorry, he gave too much of a shit about the fans booing him and decided to, like, act out against him. Like, they won't have forgotten that. And he's still there. And if I'm not mistaken, he's still wearing the captain's armband. He was today, yeah. Yeah, there's just something really, really wrong there. And I don't think that Arteta's the problem. I don't think he's had anywhere near as much of an impact on that team that their fans and the owners and everybody around the club would have liked but it, it's pretty obvious that he's not the, the problem. He may be part of the problem, but he's not the main problem. And if they end up sacking him after a couple of games, like everybody thinks that that's the direction that that club are going in. Then who do they bring in? Because Conte likes to stir up trouble and cause a fuss, and he'd want a massive transfer budget. And are, are the Arsenal board going to give that to him? Probably not. So are they gonna replace him with anyone better? Like it just seems like they've got off to a bad start, and I don't see how they can turn that around unless it's with a win against Manchester City football club.
2: I think they've they've gotta I don't think Arteta's the guy, and I don't I don't want him to get fired either, because I really like Arteta. I think they've gotta go for somebody young who has like a proven philosophy at other clubs. You know I mean? Maybe he's not quite got there with other clubs. Graham like a Nagelsman is exactly who I'm thinking of, but he's at Bayern now, obviously, so he's not going to go to Arsenal. Is he? Uh, but yeah, he's, he's the new Bayern manager. Oh, I that. I'm pretty sure. Um, but like a Nagelsmann who is who has got the, the clubs that he's at around third or fourth, has a very clear philosophy of how he wants to play and is looking to manage in the Premier League, basically. I think that's the only way they get out of this tailspin is... Is have somebody who knows what he wants to do and also back him if he wants a player gone, get the player gone. And if he wants a player in, as long as you know, you can't say get the player in because it could be out however amount of money. But if he, if he wants a player gone or he wants a certain type of player in, do everything you can to get that happening.
0: And I think you say good. that though, mate, they've spent 125 million this summer, mm-hmm.
2: but
1: I think it feels like they keep getting I think it, it wrong cause... as well, like extending up Obama contract. And then well, he this... decides not to play. Like they needed to extend that contract, or he could have been out on on a free within a, a year or two.
2: But maybe he should have been the thing about Arsenal at the minute, other than them walking it into the net, is um <laughs> is they they get players who are 32, 33 like Obama thirty-two. Do you really want to tie him down to a four or five year contract that he's not so
0: gonna that's work? the difference with this transfer window for them? The yeah, they finally
2: signed some youth players, but they've also fallen victim to the overpaid for the English players that like we do. Yeah, so,
1: and the I think level they've of made... player they've brought in, by the way, is very mid table, right? Yeah, like Aaron
2: Ramsdale is, is something I'll never understand. He's took two clubs down. Do you know what I mean? He's a good keeper, but two clubs, he's two clubs have gone down with him.
0: Is it where they need to strengthen as well? Like if you look at that squad, obviously. So let's just recap. They've brought in Ben White, 52 mil. Ramsdale, 25 mil. Odegaard, 32 mil. Vakonga, 15 mil from Anderlecht. And Tavares, the left-back, 7 mil from Benfica. So, in theory, that's padding out the squad nicely. But if you're spending 25 mil on a keeper, who will probably be the backup keeper, surely that could have been spent elsewhere? I
1: think that's actually a bit of shrewd forward planning which they're not really that well known for arsenal but leno um if i'm not mistaken his contract's up in about two years and he'll he'll walk he'll be going out he won't sign a new one so i think they're like well we want it we need a replacement now we can't have anyone better than ramsdale's level sat on the bench for season after season and we can stick with leno for now so let's get somebody in who we think can be a good backup keeper get him embedded into the squad so that then hopefully by the time Leno does leave they can promote him up it's just a question again whether or not he that's the level of player that they
0: should be looking to sign But also is it is this the time to be forward planning like surely you need to get the squad right where you can start forward planning
2: it's one of those things I think you've got to you've, at some point for ever a big club like that you've, you've got to be willing to chuck it you know, like like just realise that everything you're doing is not working and there's no salvaging it with just a couple of players here a couple of players that you, you've got to I really do think they've got to get that young manager that knows what he's doing and and, and fair enough, find somebody who knows what he's doing that, that will fit with the players most of the players that you've got as well Like try that but like when they got Arteta, yeah he was working under Pep but even that gaming manager does remember how bad we were <laughs> We weren't great in that one game he managed. Does and you never saw any aspects of him having a a, a philosophy to his game that, are at least a proven one. So I, I do just think, think that's it, a
1: bit like in high, like in retrospect, it's easy to say that though. Like at the time, he was Arsenal's former captain. He was looking to move up ranks. He had like he had works on directly under Pep Guardiola, like the best manager in the world. On paper, it could have been a really good. Well, it was just it just hasn't worked out
2: it was during that time where every club was doing that wasn't it like Chelsea had Frank Lampard yeah. United had got Ole at Solskjaer it was just a period of time where people were trying to get cheap managers basically because <laughs> none of them had a philosophy Lampard didn't have a philosophy um, Solskjaer well, it, was, it was
0: just bringing the philosophy. kids through weren't it yeah basically
2: and I think so, that's could- where they've, they've all gone wrong like, like um, so Chelsea have done well they've got two children and he, he knows what he's got away. way he wants to play and the way he wants to do things, and it's reaping the rewards for him. So they just need to go out and get that person who's proven, even in like a farmer's league, like the French league, who's a proven manager who can who can do Patrick Vieira. <laughs> so is there not
0: an, an argument here? I'll play I'll play devil's advocate. So you've had Arteta come in through, you know, most of his time there has been a COVID or split across. He's played with the likes of Aubameyang, William, Jaka, that weren't his signings. now was- All right.
2: Well, it, there's an argument that no signing at Arsenal is the manager's signing
0: because it all goes. Through. So, so this was the other thing that they changed him from head coach to manager halfway through his tenure. Um, so, so my argument here is to finally give him some proper money to spend. So he's got, you know, that young English centre back that can pass out pass out from the back, in the way that Pep got John Stones, he's got Ramsdale in. Fair enough. Like if you guys think he's a good shout, Odegaard did okay for them alone last time, and he's supposed to be a great young player. I think you know, he's a got, good side. I don't know anything about Laconga, but supposedly company rates him. Uh, I don't know anything about Tavares, the left back. Then you add to that Saka, Smith Rowe. Who else they got that's half decent? They've got that young Is it Balagam up front and um, Martinelli. So really, if you look at that, that's an interesting squad. That if you can, if they give him time and if he's capable of shaping some of those plays into a structure, that might be the the long goal with this.
2: Maybe. Do you know what I mean? I know if it was me, with those young players coming through, I would want to get a manager in now. Who has a way that he wants to do things to shape those players to
0: do? But it. that might be Arteta, but and he's, 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 he's not been able to three, do it. it
2: is, mate. He's had he's had almost three years to. to but put has he been back to the transfer market? But he, he could have put some kind of identity on this team. You could look at Arsenal and go, Arteta wants them to play this way. I and mean, Can you do that?
1: I guess the you know? the identity he's given him is a leaky defense.
2: Exactly. <laughs> you can't look at Arsenal and go, this is the way Arsenal play. You can't look at them and go. Like Liverpool, where you go, they play fast counter-attacking football. Or you play City, where you play patient passing game. Or even Chelsea, where they just absolutely brutalise you for 90 minutes. Like it's, They just don't have an identity. And if I, I'd be worried if I was Arsenal, if was where you've got. What could be, you know, I used the term in, in the biggest air quotes of all time, a golden generation of youth players coming through and then wasting them. Um, on a manager that doesn't have, and again, I, I like Miguel Arteta. I know it doesn't sound like I do. <laughs> I wouldn't want him managing City. I'll say that much.
1: I think it, it's it's worth saying as well that the level of accountability as an Arsenal manager is just like way higher than every other <laughs> club because you've got the those Arsenal fan TV cunts who aren't afraid on just, just trashing the club at every available opportunity for hits and clicks and stuff. So. The level of shit that he has to deal with there is probably worse, and the expectations and everything that goes along with that. I don't think he's the problem. He might be part of the problem, like I said. I think like the bigger problem is the owners and just the malaise around the football club. People oh, seem yeah. unhappy, and I think wasn't their tra- transfer strategy like agent based as well? I think they moved away from that now, but they they transitioned away from using a scouting network and everything to basically do what United were doing under Mourinho, which was just relying on agents to, you know, suggest players or really? look at who Manchester City were interested in and then go in for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it looks like on paper and th- that they've started to get their act together, whether or not that will sync up in a, an adequate timeframe for Arteta to, to have a successful managerial reign there, I just don't think so. Cam's probably
2: shocked. right. He'll be, I'd be yeah. i really shocked. I, I think, like you say, you're not going to get rid of the board because uh, maybe the guy from Spotify will buy him. Maybe. I don't see him getting rid of the board. So you've got to make the changes down from that.
0: Well, let's uh, pause the Arsenal bashing and save the rest of it for the review next week. We'll quickly go through my predicted lineup this week. So, as you mentioned last week, Cam, the, the way we're doing it this season is the host picks a lineup a score and a scorer, and then the other two will just sort of critique it a little bit. Um, so quickly before we finish off, I've picked Edison, back four of Walker, Diaz, Laporte, and I see Zinchenko coming in for this one, giving Cancelo a rest. Then uh, a Rodri, agundo and Grealish as a three. And then Jesus, Torres, and Sterling up top. What do you think of that lineup?
2: Uh, I think uh, so. This is going to be my alteration. Um, I do think Mares is going to play, um, and I think Torres played two games in a row. I think he'll probably get a rest um, against Arsenal, or at least maybe Pep won't take him for granted. Take him for granted, and think he might do something. So I think Mares will play against Arsenal instead of Ferran Torres.
1: I also think Mares will start, um, but I think that he'll probably start instead of Jesus. Like we don't really have someone to hold that forward line unless we use Torres or unless we go for a false nine formation. But if we were going to do that, I think Bernardo Silva's got to play. Because as much as City fans are trashing him now, saying we don't need him if he doesn't want to be at the club, he has that industry that we keep talking about. He's got the pace, he controls the center of the midfield for City like very few players do in our team. So um I was struggling on what to think about this. I was either going to go for Jesus out for or Torres out for Bernardo or Jesus out for Mares. I think I'm gonna settle on Jesus out for Mares. That would be the, the one change that I'd make to that.
0: So I I I settled on Jesus purely because of how well he played last game. I thought can they really can perhaps take him out after that? Um, and what does that what does that say to him? And I also didn't put Bernardo in because I I did have him in originally. And then I thought if he is looking to leave. I'm making this prediction a week before the game. A lot could happen in terms of transfer world, and I was just trying to play it a little bit safe. So if he doesn't go, I could fully see him starting. So I've gone for a score of 2-0 to see with Sterling scoring. Um, Just sticking true to Arsenal's form so far, losing 2-0, I thought that's a safe bet. And, yeah, because I wasn't sure about if Jesus or Torres would actually start, I felt like Sterling would probably get a game so I just kind of went on the safe bet and hope that Sterling had bagged a goal. What do you think on that? Is that the think, safe bet?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think if this was at the Emirates, Arsenal might fare a little bit better. Like they tend to have, um, I mean, they bossed us in the semi-final at Wembley, didn't they? Was, was that for the FA Cup? Or yeah. am I thinking, is that a couple that, of seasons ago? That's what I was ago? worried about, yeah, that's what yeah. worried
2: about is they, they can just switch it on every now and then. Um,
1: but I don't think they'll do that at our ground. I think that the Chelsea game wasn't as much of a mauling as I thought it was going to be, especially when Chelsea were 2-0 up in the first half. I thought like this is going to get really ugly for him. We'll even be on the bench um, come the Man City game. But no, I think that this could be the game that really finishes us off. And it would be pretty interesting if Pep Guardiola was to end Mikel Arteta's managerial <laughs> career.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. Right. Anything else, lads, before we uh, call this one done? Do I bash Arsenal some more? <laughs> Let's save that until. Uh, I was just going to say,
1: mate. If you want to uh, change your lineup before, obviously we're recording this like a full week before the match is yeah. going to take place. If there are some transfers or anything like that, you can amend it a little bit. I, I think. What do you reckon, Cam?
0: Uh,
2: at the cost of a point, yeah.
1: <laughs> so t-
0: I don't t- have one to spend, mate. Before we put it up on the Twitter towards the end of the week, I'll see if there's been anything that's changed. But this is what I'm going with for now. So that's it, lads. Uh, that's our review of Norwich, our preview of Arsenal, our second mystery game, and uh, I hope that's helped cure your hangover a little bit, Richard.
1: Uh, I have a vodka and coke now that it's all over, and I'm sure I'll feel be <laughs> better after that.
0: The right out. Cool. Okay. Cheers, lads. Nice to see you. And thanks, thanks to everyone that's listening. For us, Sunji, bye.
2: Sunji, bye. Goodbye. Say, Sunji, bye, you prick.
0: Sunji, bye. <laughs> too late now.